0: From Washington, D.C., the swamp itself, this is The Week's Worst with Allen and Vadim. I'm Dr. Stephen J. Allen, Vice President and Chief
1: Investigative Officer of the Capital Research Center. And I'm Matthew Vadim, Senior Vice President at Capital Research Center. I'm also Editor-in-Chief of our new website, bombthrowers.com. This is our podcast in which
0: we dig through the news for stories we think are the most outrageous, the most ridiculous, the worst... We do it so you don't have to. Well, I guess we have to start with this uh, this whole Russia thing. You know, I, I I thought Russia, I thought they were our friends with the Obama people coming in. Remember, uh, Hillary had the reset button, or she thought it said reset. It actually said overcharge that she presented to the uh, the 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 Russian officials because she uh, wanted to show that the Obama administration was friendlier toward Russia, not like that George W. Bush administration that was unfriendly. And then, of course, we heard... Didn't the 1980s
1: call and want their foreign policy back?
0: I heard something about that. Yeah, exactly. During the debate uh, with Mitt Romney, uh, President Obama ridiculed Romney's position that Putin was the leading, and Russia were the leading um, uh, uh, geopolitical threats to the United States, and uh, and said uh, that the 80s called and they wanted their foreign policy back that was his way of making fun of it uh, of course we had the situation where uh, the president uh, leaned over we didn't didn't apparently know the mic was on and he leaned over and says to, uh, Medvedev, who's uh, Putin's sidekick, uh, to tell Vladimir, you know that uh, uh, after the election I'll be more flexible. Meaning after the 2012 election, uh, when he could uh, he could he could do things that he couldn't do before the election. You know, but be, be more flexible. And uh, and then of course there was the red line in Syria, where if Syria. Uh, used uh, chemical weapons. We were supposed to take dramatic action and we really didn't do much of anything, uh, leading to the point where um, the um, city of Aleppo uh, has fallen to the government. It's one of the worst humanitarian uh, uh, situations, you know, that's been recorded in recent years. Uh, uh, What's Aleppo? Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, well, apparently the uh, Obama people maybe don't know because uh, they don't seem to be doing anything about it. Uh, And uh, I had to look at the calendar to make sure that uh, President Trump hadn't taken office because we just had a situation where the Obama administration has done nothing while Russia's ally has uh, taken control in that country and maintained its power and crushed the opposition. Uh, You would think that would be something that they would accuse trump of doing i'm i'm really glad i guess that it didn't happen after trump took office because of course then it would be his fault and it's kind of hard to blame it on him right now uh, so here you have an administration that's been cozying up to the russians in all sorts of different ways but now now they uh, they need a scapegoat for the election so suddenly we have a situation where uh, the uh, the russians they you know they they they're stealing this election my goodness sakes
1: Well, but this uh, Russian hacking conspiracy theory is falling apart. The idea had been that supposedly the Central Intelligence Agency put together a report indicating that Vladimir Putin or uh, cyber militias, as they call them, isn't that a wonderful term, cyber (laughs) militia, makes it a bunch of of geeky hackers sitting around in there? in their babushka's basement sound really <laughs> exciting, doesn't it? Anyway, the, the CIA report held that supposedly, and no, no one I know of has even seen this report, that Russians had been hacking into the Democratic Party uh, computer systems and that that's how WikiLeaks, Julian Assange's organization, got their hands on tens of thousands of internal documents from the Democratic Party and from the Hillary Clinton Uh, campaign and then dump them at the WikiLeaks site, giving us tremendous insights into how the DNC operates on a day-to-day basis. It was really quite fascinating. But the theory that Russia was in behind all of this and that they manipulated our election result, uh, has been going strong in the mainstream media ever since they realized that, yes, Donald Trump really is going to be sworn in as president January 20th. And they've been panicking, looking for all sorts of excuses to explain this, this aberration that's about to come uh, in their view. So it's just interesting that the story is falling apart because they, when the CIA, the intelligence community a few days ago was supposed to uh, testify on Capitol Hill, they refused to show up to their masters, to their congressional overseers, the people we elected, the people we pay to oversee the intelligence community. They refused to show up to show what, if any, evidence they had. And so now the media is doing what any good high school debater would do when he's losing an argument. He makes the argument in a louder voice. <laughs> and so the mainstream media is doing a full court press right now uh, with all of this uh, well, it's not red-baiting, but it's Russia-baiting. They're, they're claiming that, that Russia is behind, that there's a Russian under every bed, that there's, there are Russians everywhere, uh, just uh, taking over the government and, and uh, engaging in, uh, in mind control and uh, sending secret messages to your brain through your uh, metal fillings. And it's really quite amazing. Uh, You know, as you were saying uh, earlier, Dr. Allen, I thought Russians were our friends, but I guess I was mistaken. Well, it's funny
0: because back during the Cold War, there were obviously attempts by the then Soviet Union to manipulate the American political process, at least in terms of PR campaigns, trying to make, I remember Reagan, they had a major... Uh, effort in 1984 to make Reagan look like a warmonger. Uh, they had uh, organizations. Wasn't Teddy
1: Kennedy, Senator Ted Kennedy, Democrat, Massachusetts, collaborating with the Soviet KGB at the time?
0: Yes, uh, Ted Kennedy uh, basically volunteered. The documents exist that show that uh, Ted Kennedy uh, was con- communicating with the Soviets because he was concerned that Ronald Reagan was a, a warmonger, he was going to blow up the world, uh, and we needed to, uh, to undercut him. Of course, Teddy Kennedy was so far to the left that he had previously contacted the KGB uh, during the Jimmy Carter administration because to him even Jimmy Carter was too much of a an anti-Russian or anti-Soviet warmonger, monger uh, and that he was a threat to blow up the world. But that was the that was the position of the left and they had marches in the streets and you know if you pointed out that uh, well there's this group that's based in 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 Russia and in, in, in Russia or in a part of the Soviet Empire, particularly East Germany and Cuba and other countries that were under the thumb of the Soviets. If you pointed that out, well, you know, you were a red baiter. You were somebody who was trying to impugn the motives of those uh, people who just wanted peace. Wasn't
1: wasn't Teddy Kennedy's code name with the Russians, Chappaquiddick? <laughs> I remember reading that somewhere.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Mary Jo Kopechny could not be reached for comment. Uh, you can Google her name if you don't know who Mary Jo Kopechny
1: is, and you should know. But, uh, well, that's it, what, I, what I like to say about the Benghazi affair, that Ambassador Christopher Stevens could not be reached for comment. Right. And of course, uh,
0: the idea of manipulating elections from other countries is something that, uh, well, we do it, uh, and uh, it, we, we've done it, uh, we did it in Ukraine. That was one of the things that did, in fact, uh, peeve uh, Vladimir Putin, was that we were supporting the pro-American side in Ukraine. Ukraine, uh, for those who don't know, is is a country that ha- was part of the Soviet empire, the Soviet Union in particular. Uh, it is historically part of Russia and has split off. It's sort of the breadbasket of that area, so it's very important uh, to the Russians that they maintain influence as they see it. And, of course, Crimea was part of that, and that gave them uh, sea access there. So, so the, uh, the idea that, uh, that we would be involved in Ukraine, of course, got them upset. And we had openly uh, political consultants from this country. Uh, there was the so-called scandal where, where Paul Manafort, who was uh, recently, uh, this past summer, was the campaign manager for Donald Trump, and he was involved supporting uh, one side, but then so was the uh, firm founded by John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager. You may remember that he came out Uh, famously on election night or that morning, and he was the guy who made the statement for everyone to go home. Well, he founded this firm with his brother. Uh, He's not there. Of course, he's off running political things, but his brother's still there. And they were just as much involved as uh, Banafort was. And on the other side, there were people who, uh, like um, uh, Dick Morris, who is a Republican consultant. He was Bill Clinton's uh, campaign consultant back in the 90s, but uh, in recent years has been a Republican consultant. And he was there on the side of the pro- American, uh, relatively pro-American forces. So this is the kind of thing that countries do. Um, uh, The Obama administration deeply uh, got involved in the Israeli election. They tried to get rid of Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, They had their own political operatives going into Israel and working on that campaign and, uh, in fact, funneled U.S. taxpayers' money to a group called One Voice, which was involved in voter registration and otherwise trying to bring down
1: Uh, the uh, bb netanyahu administration so 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 there's actually it's evolved over time political scientists have come up with a phrase a good catchphrase to uh, a good phrase to describe this process of trying to influence the public in another country and it's called public diplomacy and uh basically all countries that that all countries that have intelligence agencies or that have a stake in other countries do it. They do things to win the favor of the people in another country. Um, and For example, Venezuela, uh, and there are they're, you know, legitimate ways of doing this and illegitimate ways of doing it, I suppose, but Venezuela, through the government-owned uh, um, p- petroleum producer Sitco, uh, offered free and discounted home heating oil uh, to people in colder climes in the United States, say New England, especially Massachusetts. And that was their way of uh, Venezuela uh, saying, you know, uh, hey, we're your friends, you know, be, be nice to us. And, uh, uh, and they got Joe Kennedy. It was perfect. Right? That's right. And they got a, And of course, the, the Kennedys are always uh, there on the shelf. You can just pull them off and and uh, and just pull their strings and make them dance, and they'll do whatever you want, as long as you're a, uh, a left-wing um, strongman. Uh, in a banana republic, they love those people, Daniel Ortega and so on, and the late Fidel Castro, who apparently is still dead, I just read. <laughs> and in fact, uh, if you go back, one
0: of the theories behind Watergate was that uh, the Democrats at that point were getting help from Fidel Castro and the, the the people who were working for President Nixon. That's why they broke into the Democratic Party headquarters. At least that's one of the one of the prominent theories for what they were doing there, what they thought was so important that they would go in and bug the Democrats. So this is the uh, and you had this year uh, Mexico uh, openly are uh, encouraging um, people of uh, Mexican descent to get involved in the political process to make sure that uh, devil uh, Donald Trump didn't get elected. Uh, And of course, none of this justifies uh, hacking into people's computers or anything like that, but we don't know what we don't know. And uh, we hear a lot of disinformation. It's uh, It's been on the uh, in the news this week, uh, the fake news, you might say. And, uh, for example, NBC was running one fake story. Fake news
1: is a great topic, isn't it?
0: Oh, yes. NBC was running one story after another saying that all the intelligence agencies, all 16 intelligence agencies uh, in the U.S. government, plus the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, which is the, the overseer of the 16 agencies, uh, that they were all in on this story uh, that uh, Putin had. Uh, and that the Russians had not only uh, hacked into uh, American computer systems uh, involved with the, with the election, but also that that was specifically to elect Donald Trump, because that's one of the key points. That's where they're trying to get the electors to overturn the vote of the people. Uh, and you have the campaign by people in Hollywood that you may have seen the commercials where they're trying to say to the electors, you should not vote the way you pledged. You should not vote for Donald Trump. All we are saying is
1: give Putin a chance. Yeah. So, oh, is that were those not the words?
0: No, those weren't the words. But, 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 but that's uh, uh, you know that's uh, that turned out not to be true at all. Of course, the the uh, director of National Intelligence Office, at least according to Reuters, they said they had three sources there that said that they were not in on this. Uh, the FBI, we know, was not in on this. In fact, the Washington Post had to run. It wasn't quite a retraction, but it was this weird little story about how, well, you know, the FBI doesn't really agree with all that stuff that we've been reporting about the intelligence agencies. Uh, um, uh, uh, opinion on uh, on Putin and his involvement. The FBI doesn't really agree, but that's just because they have a really tough standard, which is uh, they, they, they they have a law enforcement standard, which is a much higher standard than the intelligence agencies, particularly the CIA. And now there are reports that it's basically John Brennan, who's an Obama operative, who's at the CIA, that he's the one that's pushing it, and maybe a few young And And analysts. by the way,
1: John Brennan, it was revealed this year, uh, voted for the Communist Party candidate for President Gus Hall in 1976, which a fact that, you know, maybe somebody who had that brief kind of a flirtation with radicalism might be suitable for some job in the U.S. government, but such a person should be permanently and instantly disqualified for being head of the Central <laughs> Intelligence Agency. But but somehow they didn't think it was a big deal. So so you, 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 I'm thinking maybe John Brennan has some some personal uh, ideological motivation going on here, and of
0: course, uh, Assange, Julian Assange, the WikiLeaks guy, uh, he says it's not true that they didn't get this material from any state actor, by which he means uh, by any from any government. And, and, and it, whatever you think of him, he actually isn't known for lying. That's the thing. I mean, I, I I'm a skeptic on pretty much everything. That's uh, what makes me an investigative reporter. Uh, the, the 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 problem with the, the dismissing what Assange says is. I don't think anybody's ever caught him in a lie uh, and uh, he, he re- regardless of what you think of his what he does, his methods and so on uh, it doesn't appear that he lies and he says definitely that they they did not get this. In fact there's one account, now not from Assange, he won't confirm it, but one, one person associated with WikiLeaks put out a story that uh, the material was actually transferred uh, at um, near American University, one of those old uh, like you see in spy movies where there's the little drop and, uh, and and that that happened Our dead uh, drop yeah not not far not far from not far from us I should mention that uh, uh you know the material that we're talking about these are all things that were in fact true I mean nobody's shot down any of the things that were in the WikiLeaks including the collaboration the improper collaboration between journalists who were covering the Clinton campaign with the Clinton campaign uh the leaking of, of, of questions that were to be used at the debates uh to the Clinton campaign uh the material about how the Clinton campaign how the Democratic National Committee was Improperly backing the Clinton campaign versus Bernie Sanders when he was running against her, and in fact that led to I believe it was six resignations at the Democratic National Committee. So the idea that this stuff uh, somehow was not true—that's um, that's, that's um, that doesn't match what we know uh, to be the case. That these people responded and never really, never really uh, made an effort to say that uh, that these things were not true. They were just complaining that this material got out, and in fact when. Donald Trump uh, said, uh, I believe uh, the night before we're recording this, that he pointed out that this material was true. The New York Daily News then ran a headline, Donald Trump suggests Russian hacking was justified because it targeted Hillary Clinton. So that's how they distort distort things. And I would mention one other thing, and that is that Josh Earnest, who's the press secretary at the White House, has been uh, saying repeatedly that Donald Trump called for the Russians to hack into our systems. He's referring to what happened last summer. July
1: 27th, press conference.
0: Right. And for anyone who wants to read, I did a thorough analysis of this that's on our website, where uh, I showed that (laughs) Donald Trump never called for the Russians to hack into our systems, uh, and that every news story, and it was in all the news media, all the big ones uh, that he had in fact that just never happened, and uh, and but it
1: but it, it is seems to have hardened into fact so much though so, so that even Breitbart News accounts will sometime will even uh, uh, occasionally reference that event that didn't happen. Right. As if it actually happened. Basically, because...
0: Trump, Trump called. He made a he made a joke, and it you know it was a joke that uh, uh, was appropriate for the situation. That uh, hey, uh, maybe maybe they've got Hillary's emails and they should return them. He was calling on them to return stolen property. He was not calling on them to hack into our systems anew because that would have required a time machine. Given that Hillary Clinton had destroyed all the emails in question, and uh, and of course uh, you know that that I, I think the laws of physics would not have allowed. That to be uh, seen as something that Donald Trump was uh, was calling on the Russians to do in terms of uh, future hacking. You into know that systems. saying.
1: What do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? That's irrelevant. Yes. Yes. I think you told me that joke a long time ago, and uh, you know it's kind of stupid, but it's always funny. I get I get a kick out of it. Let's uh, talk about the um, the DC school spokeswoman spokes thingy uh, who advocated abolishing white men. Uh, this was an interesting local story here in Washington, D.C., and it was covered by Fox 5 and then picked up by the Fox News Channel. Uh, and what happened is there's this woman named Hillary Tone. Uh, and Hillary Tone uh, has a Twitter account, H-Tone-tastic. And she um, tweeted that uh, this was after Texas... Um, Former Texas Governor Rick Perry was named by President Trump uh, as his designate um, to be Secretary of the Department of Energy. She tweeted that she wanted to abolish all white men, and uh, uh, she thought that that was really cute and funny. She said, uh, uh, and then she she quipped, she made a reference to Perry forgetting a few years ago in an all-candidates debate about which departments he wanted to get rid of uh, having a, having a a senior moment. Uh, she wrote, in that case, I'd like to be secretary of white men, uh, referring to, you know, an agency she'd like to, uh, she'd like to abolish. She followed it up on Facebook later saying, uh, if wanting to get rid of something qualifies you to run it, I want to be secretary of white men. Now, Um, This is an unusual thing for somebody who works for a taxpayer-funded entity, such as the District of uh, Columbia public school system, which, depending upon which metric you use, is the worst public school system in uh, the United States of America, and that's including all 50 states plus the District of Columbia. It's 51st, lower than places like Mississippi, which always gets a bad rap, but even Mississippi has a better functioning public school system than the District of Columbia does, has. Anyway, so for this woman to mouth off in this way, even though she was doing it on her private Twitter account uh, and, you know, social media accounts, uh, is, is incredibly inappropriate. And so uh, this caused a bit of a brouhaha. And the um, school system distanced itself from her remarks. Um, saying they, they don't approve of these things, they don't reflect the views of D.C. public schools. What what I thought was really interesting is she um, this lady, Hillary Tone, locked down her uh, Twitter accounts and nobody could read her tweets, but she left her linked open account open, and it appears from her resume that she worked uh, for our friends um, at the George Soros-funded... <laughs> character assassination factory known as Media Matters for America. She worked there from September 2012 to May 2015, then went directly to the D.C. public school system. Um, she was education program director and editor, and among her responsibilities was building a program responsible for monitoring, analyzing, and fact-checking conservative misinformation in the media relating to education issues and policy. So in other words, she it was her job to live for a living, But uh, I guess she's doing the same thing now that she's at the District of Columbia Public School System. Uh, It was also interesting that I found that um, when she was at Media Matters, she did a video, uh, sort of a snarky, uh, um, uh, hipsterish video, uh, defending the Common Core agenda. In it, she said, the Common Core is not a classroom curriculum or a federal takeover of education. Hmm, hmm. That's news to me and to a lot of other people. She said, it will not make your kids dumber or turn them into communists. Ooh. So, of course, uh, you know, this is... Uh, this sort of thing we've come to expect from our public servants around the country, that they don't represent our views and they're not accountable to us.
0: Oftentimes you find that, that uh, school systems are used as a place to give jobs for political hacks. We found that the, uh, the, the, one of the top people for Black Lives Matter was making $150,000 as the uh, human rights director for the Baltimore City Schools, for example. Uh, You're talking I- about DeRay McKesson? Yes, I am. And uh, but of course, you look at the schools in D.C. and you know as people who live here, we're very much aware of the situation. Uh, terrible public schools. Uh, the uh, there's a reason that when a president comes uh, into town and has a, a school aged child, that child does not go to the D.C. <laughs> public schools. Uh, that uh, and which has been the case going back uh, for at least uh, what 35 years or so. So so the the other thing that I have looked at here is people who are in the big media who have these cool jobs and shouldn't. So, for example, you have uh, the political reporter who, in the WikiLeaks uh, leaks, uh, was exposed as having sent his material to the Clinton campaign to have it checked off to make sure that it was doing a good job for the Clinton campaign. And uh, he's he's not going to be having a, a nice job with the New York Times covering the covering the White House. And uh, and that was a, a, a situation that uh, you see happen all the time. There's a Washington Post reporter here uh, that I noticed who wrote a story this last week um, uh, describing as fake news the... Uh, reports of Planned Parenthood selling body parts, which of course was absolutely true, and was on tape. And she presents it as as uh, fake news. As as people, if you followed the case, the uh, Planned Parenthood officials were caught on on video uh, talking about uh, changing the procedure for abortions so that it would be less crunchy, as the woman put it. I'm sorry if I offend people. Uh, so that the well, body you,
1: you didn't say it. Yeah. She said it. You're and just that, quoting her. That was to preserve the
0: body part of the babies, and they're negotiating over the price, which is not something you do when you're getting reimbursed as the defenders of Planned Parenthood say that they were Doing the other thing, the woman says her name is uh, Petula Dvorak. She's a Washington Post columnist. She says that uh, uh, the Gabby Gifford shooting was based on Sarah Palin uh, <laughs> targeting districts um, that for uh, the congressional races that were coming up at that time. That, that, of course, is a complete myth, totally debunked. And it turned out that the origin of that story, as I reported back a few years ago, was uh, was actually the Daily Coast, a left wing blog that had posted a story saying. That Gabby Giffords was dead to me because that was the headline. Dead to me, uh, that uh, that she was dead to them because she had voted against Nancy Pelosi for Speaker, even though she was a Democrat. And and they created the myth. Daily coast who had put that story up, created the myth. I believe to distract from that and to make sure that nobody uh, nobody uh, blamed them and instead blamed Sarah Palin. And it's still here in a Washington Post story. Uh, and then you have another reporter who is getting a cool job. She uh, was with Political Magazine. Now, she's lost that job, but apparently will be joining The Atlantic as a reporter. Julia Ioff and uh she she tweeted that uh, uh Ivanka Trump's office would be close to her father's there in the in the White House which we've heard about. Because uh, beep. Yes, because her father she and her father are in an improper relationship and I guess that's as close as I should get to saying what the tweet actually says uh and you can look that up yourself if you uh if you want to find out what these people are saying and they get Perfectly good jobs, and they live in a bubble where people like them are the only people that they meet every day, and the only people that they work with. They don't understand why this kind of stuff is disgusting.
1: And of and, course, yeah. the unethical slime balls at the Atlantic Magazine were only too happy to snap this uh, vulgar uh, young woman up for their publication. It's headed by Jeffrey Goldberg, who isn't really known for ethics, and you know, senior editor over there is David Frum, who used to be a conservative a long, long time ago. So um, it's not surprising that they, they grabbed her because uh, they, it's really a useless, very bad magazine, <laughs> at least in my opinion.
0: Well, and, and, and this effort to fight fake news has now led to the point where Facebook is going to be using various various organizations to screen their news to determine what's fake. And what do they have in there? They have the, the, the usual suspects, the folks that we've been talking about and writing about for years, uh, like PolitiFact uh, and, uh, and FactCheck.org, who were the very ones who, during this last election, often uh, said things that weren't true about Donald Trump uh, or, and Hillary Clinton, tried to downplay stories that made Hillary Clinton look bad play up stories that made uh, Donald Trump uh, look bad and uh, one example is of course Hillary Clinton's uh, uh, support for open borders that was a key story in the news this this past uh, campaign because Hillary Clinton, blurted out to to a group of bankers who were paying her for this big speech uh, that she was uh, for open borders, and open borders were a dream of hers. That means having essentially no border controls. You can walk across the border and go into a new country, in this case the United States. And Donald Trump had been saying that. And all these fact-check organizations, one after another, uh, said that he was lying when he said that. And if, if anybody wants to read my piece, they can go where I document how they said that uh, and these are the ones, these, these organizations that just, without any evidence, without even checking the story, uh, said that Donald Trump was
1: lying about Hillary Clinton. I uh, wish we had a little button with a sound effect uh, of Frau Bischer from uh, Austin Power, International Man of Mystery, where she says, lies, we really should get one of those for future shows.
0: Yeah, that would be good. We could we could have sound effects, and we could uh, we could do all sorts of we, we 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 could comment on the news. Like it's kind of like emojis, but with audio. So what else you got there?
1: Well, let's see. Um, it seems like congressional Republicans are are actually starting to at least think about getting serious about uh, prosecuting Planned Parenthood for selling uh, baby parts, uh, and uh, Senator Chuck Grassley. Um, his committee that was investigating these matters—I think it was the Senate Justice Committee—was uh, uh, announced that it is going to be uh, pursuing criminal charges. It is going to recommend uh, criminal referrals against Planned Parenthood. And this comes a few days after um, the House, uh, a House Select Committee on um, on uh, the Right to Life issue. Uh, made a similar recommendation. So could justice finally be coming for Planned Parenthood? I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it, but it's it's an encouraging sign that uh, these leading lawmakers on Capitol Hill, like Chuck Grassley, um, are actually sounding like they want to do something about the problem. Finally... Um, what was it, a year ago since David Daleiden's group, Center Center for Medical Progress, put together those incredible undercover videos showing um, the haggling over body parts and and showing what goes on in their labs. And, uh, you know, it was really, really gruesome uh, imagery. And, uh, you it's nice that at least they're going to be, you know, these uh, these people never get uh, held to account for what they did. So, and maybe they never will be. But it's at least it's nice to to fantasize that maybe something will be done about them and the rule of law restored uh, in that area at some point in the not too distant future.
0: All right. Well, that's our show for this week. We'll be off the next two weeks for the holidays. Uh, am I allowed to say Christmas? I, I think I am. It's the age of Trump. I'm it's Christmas, to say, isn't it? I'm, I'm allowed to say. I'm allowed to say Merry Christmas. I'm or or, to
1: or Merry Merry or Happy Hanukkah. Or Merry Chrismaka.
0: Exactly. Uh, and don't
1: leave out Kwanzaa.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: The most important of all the traditional holidays. So we'll be back in January and weekly after that. We
0: hope you'll join us. Please follow us at the Capital Research Center on Facebook, on our YouTube channel, and at Capital Research on Twitter. I'm Dr. Stephen J. Allen.
1: And I'm Matthew Vadum. Thanks for listening.